Welcome to How to Hustle with Talent Atelier, dedicated to placing the very best people into the fashion, beauty and luxury lifestyle industries. Talent Atelier are based in Shoreditch in London and work internationally with senior through to C-suite level talent. Essentially, we're a dating agency aiming to create love stories between businesses and people. Today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful world of parenthood. We'll be talking about how to tell your team, how to recruit your maternity leave, keeping in touch while you're off, coming back, and then potentially touching on some other more sticky areas that people sometimes have to deal with. Um, It is a lot to cover in one episode of a very small podcast, uh, but what we wanted to do today was give some top-line but hopefully practical guidance from people who know their stuff, including (gasps) a surprise and very knowledgeable guest. Uh, I am Rachel for anyone that didn't know, hopefully you would do if you're listening to this. I'm the founder of Talent Atelier and I'm also mum to nine-month-old daughter Rosie, um, who is pretty cool. Hi Rosie. Um, I'm coming at this from the perspective of running your own company and generally trying to keep your head screwed on while everything changes around you. And alongside me today is Jo, who if you are not aware is the director of Talent Atelier. She's not a parent apart from two lovely Stella, the uh, miniature schnauzer, but she does have a massively strong understanding of navigating the waters when it comes to your career. And finally, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome Alma O'Reilly. Alma uh, is first and foremost a friend, but also an amazing HR consultant. She has worked Uh, for companies on an international basis for businesses like Nike and PVH. She now works for herself. Uh, She's often parachuted into both small and large companies who need HR functions setting up. Elma's coming at this as your official line and where the law comes in, uh, as well as sharing some of her own personal experiences. Um, I will try and keep this segmented like a Terry's chocolate orange. But obviously, there's going to be some kind of emotional connections to things. And I'm guessing that stories will pop up along the way. So let's see how we go. So let's start off, first of all, with hooray. Okay, you're pregnant. You wanted to get pregnant. It's all fine. Nothing's gone wrong. Great. When do you have to tell people? Like, when does that start? Like, do you have to be like, actually, like telling people immediately? Or can you wait a little bit of time? Or do you ever have to tell them? Well, the official line is you must tell your employer 15 weeks before your due date. Right. So that's when you're about 25 weeks pregnant or just over six months. Right. Um, Okay. So that's the legal line. Um, I would say that it's a very, very personal decision. And, you know, depending on what you've been through before, um, how you've got to the state that you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, really personal decision. Um, My advice would be if you have kind of an ally within the business Mm whether that's your manager or maybe if there's a HR person or just someone that you trust. And the reason I say that is because, you know, there may be days and from a personal perspective, there were days where I just literally couldn't get my head up and I felt so sick Mm -hmm. and so tired and I knew I came across as acting like a bit of a weirdo (laughs) so I I I did tell somebody um in the business when I was pregnant and I just told them that if I'm acting a bit weird can you just step in and 
kind of pull me aside and hey you're being really weird you're being really weird Um, (laughs) so I did tell somebody Mm. um so it's completely up to you the legal line is 15 weeks before but I would say if you have someone that you can trust Mm -hmm. and that you can also just go to them and say I just feel really awful today yeah I need to go out and get some air and they will help you okay yeah fair enough yeah I remember I told you, Joe, like super quick because I just thought yeah. felt like it was written all over my face because I just thought I looked like death every day. Um, but yeah, I think it's the, the earlier that you tell people, if it's possible, probably the the easier. Yeah, but it's up to. I mean, it just do, it does depend not, on the just journey. It's nice as, as well, you right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's most of the time it's a nice thing to know. Exactly. I yeah. mean, it's great news, and I and I think that as you said, Rachel, it's sometimes you feel personally that it's written all over your face, uh, yeah, I and I just can't did. hide it anymore. Yeah. So it it really depends, and I think just it depends on you know the J word like your journey and how you got there mm-hmm. and you know whether you want to tell people earlier or not. It's completely up to you. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, Deciding how long to take off, um, people start doing this really quickly. Uh, and obviously you're allowed to take up to a year in the UK, if yeah. not more. Yeah, 52 weeks is the um, the legal side of it. So that's split into two parts. So I won't get into the nitty gritty of that side of it, but 52 weeks in total. Um, a lot of that is unpaid leave. So it's 90% of your salary for the first six weeks. And mm-hmm. then you go on um, statutory maternity pay okay um it's different for freelancers mm. um they can apply for a maternity pay separate if you're not an employee um but obviously it's going to be different if you if you're a freelancer working for yourself um but it really depends on your situation the law is you must take two weeks which sounds crazy crazy yeah if i think about having to go back to work I, after two weeks yeah it would, i think it, i think People, I know a lot of people, I think we both do, that are like, yeah, I, I'm going to just take two months off. I'm going to just take three months off and blah, blah, blah. And it's like... I've, I've got a client that was on her emails two hours oh, after giving birth. Mm, but yeah. Probably hires a kite, though, to be fair. I was oh, like, whoa, yeah. I'm emailing people. And I was like, I should not be emailing anybody. Mm. <laughs> Sending pictures out. Here I am. Um, yeah, I think... It, don't, don't overestimate how completely exhausting it might yeah. be. Um, because yeah so if you're saying oh I'm only going to take two months out of the business and you're trying to pretend to your employer that that's what's going to happen realistically you might let them down yeah definitely and I think it's it's again it goes back to that personal decision maybe you work for a business that is so flexible you can kind of jump in and do Mm -hmm. a little bit of this or you know they will support you on the other hand what you don't want to be in a situation where you feel like oh my god I have, have to, to yeah. show that everything is amazing and I'm fine and I'm really mm. in control I think, think there's a lot of kind of bashing of mums for that yeah you know oh my god they come back too early or they yeah yeah and I think it's such a personal decision of what's right for you and as you say I think don't make the decision up front. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to take exactly this amount of time and this is what I'm going to do. Mm. Give yourself time to kind of breathe yeah. and get an idea of what works best for you and your little one Completely. and your situation. Completely. Um, okay, let's talk about choosing your maternity cover um, because I've not had to do this because my maternity cover doesn't exist apart from it's you, Joe. That Here was, I am. It was you. Hello. Here I am. It was a long, <laughs> Actually, hard winter. Yeah. <laughs> but the days were long (laughs) they were long um so uh, like I haven't had to personally deal with this but I I would think it's quite like quite a hard process and we're we're recruiting for a maternity cover for a really great very very senior person at the moment and she's being really proactive with it and really controlled which I really respect but like what what are your thoughts on recruiting a maternity cover like what have you done in the past for people 
Well, with this particular person that we have in mind at the moment, it's really recent. So um, if, you d- if you try and foresee the growth in the business or your team in advance and get down in writing what you do, because if I look at... Write job's book. The yeah, realistic one. Are you, the realistic one. Mm. Actually, write down what you do because many people really over deliver on things, and I don't know many people that get their job spec rewritten whilst they're in the same. No, role. it's a really no. good point. Do no. the Elmo? No. Would if as an I've HR never person, to mine. Would, would you re, like react positively if someone was like, "Look, my job is a bit out of the out of the kind of black and white lines that we originally created." Now oh, I'm doing my yeah. maternity cover. Can we separate it out a bit? Completely. I mean, my preference is that, you know, I can write every job description. I can write whatever, mm. but I'm writing it from what's in my head. I mm. would much rather work with the person. And from what you hired initially. Exactly. From the what, person joining yeah. the business. Because exactly. they always change depending on whoever's, well, whatever skill set they've brought in naturally. So, so my advice that if you have any sort of appraisal program or anything like that, look at, you know, what were your goals and objectives? What did you achieve? kind of combine a few things together and then sit down and talk about you know listen this project can wait or that area of it is you know I can put that out to someone in my team and then they can get a bit more experience Mm. Mm. so the more proactive you are the better you know it's such an uncontrollable situation Mm. being pregnant and in work and so the more you can control of it the better Mm. and the more you can be proactive I think you've you've, you know you've mentioned that word already the more proactive you are the better for everybody involved for the business when you leave you feel more confident okay everything's going to be fine yeah so I think the more you can control and the input you can get Mm -hmm. is much much better and do you think that your team uh, should see this as an opportunity as well because this person's hiring uh, one person for one part of her role and the other part of her role has been given as a promotion to one of her team yeah. and she's also pre-agreed to come back in a different capacity so I think it's a great idea I mean I've seen situations myself where somebody's gone on maternity leave or going on maternity leave and their number two has resigned because of the fact they didn't get the opportunity to step into uh, the role. Yeah. Mm. So something that should have been a super positive experience turned into something really negative mm. because they were, they said, oh, hang on a second, I could have done me? that. Yeah. There was no discussion. There was no talk about who would take over what. They just recruited somebody external to come mm. in and cover the role. So there was, it was just super negative. So they lost, lost two key so people. So they lost the two key people because the number two was like well I could have done that but it just was never discussed so when they just announced they thought they were doing the right thing by bringing somebody in to help Mm. out but it ended up being really negative yeah it must be um so if you're do do you think that you should be involved in the interview process yourself as well if you're doing your maternity cover or do you think it sets things off kilter like if you're interviewing someone that's going to potentially replace you for a shorter period of time on a fixed term contract I don't know. I think ideally you'd be doing a handover with the person anyway. So I think you should be involved at some point in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my advice to somebody in the situation is that don't see the person coming in as a threat. As a threat, yeah. And don't see it as, you know, oh, I don't want to give them the job because I think they're better than me. Mm. You know, you should always look, yeah, they're better than me. And that's really great because they're going to come in, they're doing a great job. And I have someone amazing in my team. So I think don't see it as a threat. It, you feel very vulnerable 
when you're in the position anyway. So I think don't kind of make that even scarier mm. for yourself than it needs to be. Yeah, actually, I've got a really good friend um, who the company that she's working for recruits. She works in the fashion industry in a luxury brand and it's super, super intense. She was still working till like 10, 11 p.m. at night, even in her final trimester, which I just couldn't get my head around, even though she was eating curry at her desk. That did kind of get her through. But, wow. um, but yeah, I never went through that. Actually, I did eat a lot of crap. Mr. Kipling Cakes, shout out. Sponsor the next podcast. Um, So, yeah, but she wasn't involved actually at all in her maternity cover. And then this girl kind of rocked up and um, started working when she was out and really caused some big tears in the team. Mm. I'm really upset. Lots of people. And um, it didn't, yeah, didn't necessarily need to happen. Um, Okay, so also, like, what happens if you're being leaned on at the same volume of work? that you were before like a lot of our clients um work internationally so a lot of the talent that we work with are traveling consistently Mm. or they are doing lots and lots of meetings or pitches or like fashion week is happening Mm -hmm. like what if you've got one of those jobs that is like ridiculous like how do you ring fence your personal time and 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 manage your wellness while you're in your job yeah I think it's really tough and I think from a personal perspective I know my myself when I was pregnant I was kind of like I am fine and I'm going to keep doing everything Mm. and um I think it's really hard and I think you you know there is an element of self-care that you have to bring into this as well I think don't put yourself in a position where you're trying to do everything plus more to prove to prove you're okay you're okay yeah I think it's fine to take a breath every now and again and think actually do you know what I, I need to just take you know and now a couple of hours or so to myself just to get myself together that energy will get you through it mm. and I think that again going back to being prepared and being proactive and sitting down and managing expectations I think that's the big thing mm-hmm. I see a lot of situations where it gets to the end and the person is like I'm falling apart here yeah but I'm don't want to put my hands up at any point at the stage to say this isn't working out mm. so I think being proactive managing your time almost doing kind of a week by week plan of okay getting the information from the business about what are the plans for the next you know couple of weeks months quarters and at least I can plan it out and if you take that time at the start it will just help you trying to reevaluate things over the next few months I mean you're probably three months into it already by the time you're having those conversations so yeah so you've not got that long you've got not got that long really yeah and if you think of like you know I've heard of people like seven, eight months pregnant and then just go into labor. And so, then they've got nothing. And then they've got, and then you're gone. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. the more you can kind of think, and, and I would love to say, oh yeah, of course, it's great to have hindsight and think, oh, I planned all that amazingly. But even if you can just link to the business, okay, what are the key points and manage the expectations around, I can do this. This may be a bit more tricky. This I can 100% do. Yeah. Again, this I might need a bit more help. I think just if you plan it out in advance, That's if they idea. see it in black and white, I think the industry that we work in changes so much and is so fast. Yeah. I think if you've some sort of framework, at least it gives them an idea of, A, you're organized and you've got this and I'm completely entrusted you in terms of what's coming up. And also you can be proactive and say, I flagged this this is where I said I'm a bit worried about. We're, like we're, we're talking about this as if you've got a lovely HR team and a boss that yeah. understands and has been through it before. What if you're working for a smaller creative agency or a founder-led business or just somewhere where you've got someone that's maybe not in the country that often that you can't actually have these conversations yeah. with and it's not necessarily the same kind of environment? Like, yeah. I think the planning is still going to be useful. Um, but like, well, how the do planning you... planning is... 
Um, but yeah, how do you, com- like, I was going to say confront, but how do you look after the situation if you've got someone that's maybe going like la 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 and you're just like hey I'm going off and they maybe yeah. don't recruit a maternity cover and you're just anticipating what you're going to inherit when you go back again yeah. like I have another mummy friend who works for a very very cool creative agency but they didn't even talk about her maternity cover slash anything until she was eight and a half months wow. because they just were like oh no no no, we're too busy we're doing pictures we've got all this work yeah. going we've got all of this stuff so even then it just got left mm-hmm. so she doesn't know what she's going back to I mean it's really tough because as an employer there are certain things legally that you must do oh let's talk about the risk assessment yes oh, so exciting, exciting times exciting. This is a good tune one. in guys so you must do a risk assessment so even if it's a one-man band and you've got matter. one person working for you yeah risk assessment yeah even if they're a freelancer it doesn't matter you have to do a risk assessment if there's somebody pregnant what is a risk assessment because it just I just imagine I someone in, coming in with like a ruler and going like oh this isn't quite and a, right and, and then me having to spend like eight thousand pounds on a weird chair no no okay no it's fine so there are really basic templates but basically all that you're doing is you're checking with the person is there you ask them is there anything that we need to do to make this more comfortable mm-hmm. it's up to the individual to let the employer know right i'm flagging this so i should probably add in here about mobility corner that everyone has now taken advantage of because i frequently bought various different products to help me along my way i had uh, wrist supports for carpal tunnel no i didn't have carpal tunnel no i had the my feet were buggered um so <laughs> special shoes <laughs> So I had funny feet. I also had fractured my coccyx many, many years before and that started to kick off. So nice. I had one of those circle cushions that old ladies have. Oh, um, was it for piles? Oh, it was for piles as well. And then I also had like a bouncy ball and I had that funny little thing that looked like a tortoise that you put on the back oh, of the chair. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so yeah. I had all of that and I adjusted the height of my... I mean, I did all this myself. I could have actually paid for someone to come in and do a proper risk assessment. You could have paid a lot of money for that, I bet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say I could have paid for someone to actually tell because all of that stuff is now... Anyone need a coccyx cushion it's all around give us a shout out and i'll do you a deal on it because <laughs> but, i'm sure um, somebody wants your old <laughs> coccyx cushion rachel <laughs> don't know why um also- but, but it could be even things like you know my commute is absolutely horrendous and i'm on the central line in the middle of rush hour oh my God. and for anyone who's ever been pregnant traveling in public transport in london they'll know that nobody gets up for you yeah. so you know it could be things like could i just come in half an hour later and I miss or earlier yeah. because actually I feel really good in the morning and this will change through your you know through the pregnancy that some months you feel absolutely amazing so do you think you should like book in like conversations every like month and just be like this is where I'm at right now would, like yeah, yeah I'm really sorry I don't mean to be well I mean I would be all like oh I'm really sorry but like I don't mean to be a pain in the ass but like at least you know where I'm at exactly yeah like, the more open the conversation and yeah. I think that if you control that mm-hmm. and you're the one leading that conversation at least you know what's happening okay rather than you know everyone head down in the sand not talking about anything and then it's like bye bye I'm having a baby yeah or one of when I worked for a company and one of the uh, managers of a store went into labor while we were in the middle of a stock take did she complete the stock take she did actually complete did the she? stock take yeah well done yeah well done. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was very calm I think it was her fourth child so yeah. she was super calm I wasn't so calm but she was fine yeah yeah can you imagine if the baby had been oh born my on the god I just yeah Um, Can we segue into like the terminology of uh, how many actual weeks it is until you leave the business? Oh, yeah, this is is relevant. Sometimes, well, often 
it, it could be beneficial to sit down with the leadership team and make them aware of how many weeks it is until you leave the business because not everybody's thinking in weeks. Yeah. Um, in a business, you're obviously thinking quarters yeah. because that's how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a point in Rachel's pregnancy where she turned around and said, oh, I'm leaving in three weeks. And I'd never actually thought of it like that before. Mm-hmm. So what, just because I was talking about, yeah, because if you're talking about, you're talking like 32 weeks pregnant and that only that means something really mean to anything. you your husband. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I thought I was going to work up until the last minute but actually what I ended up doing was feeling like I was going to die and sitting and all I wanted to watch was like a program about people living in Alaska and I just sat and watched that back to back even though it's like my business and I thought I'd be in every single moment right up until mm-hmm. I dropped I couldn't manage it so I actually finished about three four weeks before my due date just because yeah. I was just absolutely shelled um, and that was a case where I probably should have been like more honest and more realistic about like what I could achieve but I thought like <gasps> got to be in got to be in got to be in and actually I was useless because I was just absolutely shelled and yeah. waddling around <laughs> waddling around and just huffing <laughs> with my iron deficiency constantly <laughs> yeah so what instead of being like we like oh I'm 32 weeks pregnant be like this is the date where I'm leaving this is how long we've got and yeah. this is potentially when I could leave from because actually once I get to like 28 to 30 weeks there's a possibility that I could yeah. go into labor from any time from then so hold yeah. your horses I remember when I was pregnant I actually put like a countdown into my calendar yeah so I worked back from my due date and then when I was being told like oh you there was going to be I was going to be brought in early and stuff that I changed that mm. and then I would I my team had access to that and I would kind of remind my my peers and my directors or oh, listen just so you know this is going to move slightly or whatever so I kept them I I almost like had a flag like this is what's happening because mm-hmm. otherwise it's so easy to just think oh hang on a second you only told me you were pregnant like two minutes ago and now you're going on maternity leave so I think yeah. the more you might say I, I mean I'm a big believer in o- almost over communicating mm. with something like this and then going back to your planning if you kind of you know, have it in your calendar, I don't know, every Thursday or Friday to say, this is what, this is where we are with key projects or this is where we yeah. are with things. And, you know, I'm, I'm way headed with that one, but this one, you know, I'm a little bit behind and I'm just a bit worried about dates or whatever. So if you almost book the time in your calendar mm-hmm. and then you're keeping up to date with it, it makes it a bit easier. Now, I'm just looking at this list of stuff that we kind of looked at before we did this. Yeah. And one point that you've written here is about, like if your employer is saying like oh how much leave do you think you should take you will mm. take you don't actually need to tell them you don't need to tell them no, no. I didn't know that so your employ as as an employer you should take it they're going to take you should the full just assume time. it's a full you year. should assume the full thing okay yeah. and then also you're saying here if you're sick four weeks before the due date then the mat leave will kick in so yes. if you're absolutely shelled and you are just needing to just go home, your maternity leave will kick in. Well, that's... That 90% will kick in. No, if, if you're actually signed off sick, so if yeah. your doctor signs you off mm-hmm. four weeks before your due date, your maternity will kick in. Fine. Yeah, but if you're just... If you agree with your employer, listen, I'm absolutely knackered and I need to work from home for a while or I need to... Got you. I'm going to take holiday pay or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's slightly different. But if you're actually signed off sick with a... Um, pregnancy related sickness your maternity pay will kick in okay yeah so right let's skip ahead then so you've had the baby great hooray so woo done all of that it's all absolutely fine you're sleeping really well (laughs) you're so rested um okay and skipping along down the line keep in touch days yes now i can't imagine 
ever I mean I kept in touch because I'm in a different position yeah. because I had to keep in touch because otherwise I wouldn't have known what the hell was going on but if I was working for a company and I was properly on maternity leave mm. I don't think I could be asked do you have to do them you don't have to do them they're 10 days you get paid for them um I had a member of my team who was like the most organized person she knows who she is has two little boys and um when she went on maternity leave she basically was came to me with like this is when I'm going this is how long I'm going to take these are going to be my keeping in touch days because oh, wow. I want to work on this 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 and this so she was like unbelievably organized was that her second pregnancy though her second oh baby, right yeah. cool yeah um <laughs> and um but it's it's completely up to you but they're paid days so I always recommend to people if it's things like, you know, if there's if you're in a senior position and there's a director's meeting or there's an offsite mm. or a team meeting or a team event, mm. you know, not everyone can have childcare, so it's slightly different. But okay, if you can so come you to them, it's a good idea to go to them. Yeah, and it just keeps you in contact, and in, or maybe some. I know some other people who've said I'll come in one day, like every three weeks. Right. And do them because I just want to keep up to date of what's happening. Okay. Um, it's completely That's up to you. That's quite a nice way of doing it. I suppose I, my fear is like, I've got a friend, in fact, you've got a friend as well, who mm. was requested to go into the office four yeah. weeks after giving birth to her first child yeah. um, for a like meeting that was eight o'clock in the morning until 8 p.m. at night. And the business just couldn't get, I mean, they were a US-based business. They yeah. just couldn't get their head around the fact that she needed to be at home with her baby like how do you say no to something like that yeah it's really tough I mean I think the one thing about maternity is it probably opens your eyes to the business that you work for Mm -hmm. and how truly flexible and how truly open they are Mm. but also I think to yourself because it gives you probably strength you didn't realize that you had if you can stay awake for two days solid with a screaming baby I think you've you've got strength (laughs) um tough stuff Yes. And so I think, you know, it's, it's again, going back to the communication, keep it open, keep talking. I'd love to come in for this. You know, other things I would recommend is if there's key business newsletters or emails or business updates or whatever, you know, a lot of people will cut off their work email because I know myself, I was the same. Just that temptation to check it oh, yeah, is I ridiculous. I my Google app just so, so you, I couldn't... Yeah, yeah but if there's key things it. like a business newsletter or something, ask for it to be sent to your personal email address. Mm-hmm. And then at least you are staying in contact. If you want to stay in contact, there's no obligation, but it might be just nice for you to keep in contact with what's going on. And it's okay. not a total case of, I have no idea what's happened for the mm. X amount of time I'm out of the business. I, I think a like, question for you, like, when I came in, when I wasn't like officially back, I don't even know if it was helpful or if I was just more doing it because I was just like flapping because I felt like obligated to come in. But actually, I felt like a headless chicken. I mean, I did have Rosie with me. <laughs> Both times. Both times. And uh, actually, It was really nice to see Rosie and it was really nice to see you. But probably like the whatsapps that we had were well, probably more, more beneficial yeah. yeah but it was really nice to see you both oh you have to say that really, but yeah it was it was, <laughs> it was, it was nice. yeah um, it was but like, also um rachel only let on the other week when we were talking to a client that she felt a bit squishy when she came back into work mm. and um i didn't have any idea about this yeah so i literally felt like the pits i felt really vulnerable yeah really raw and that i just didn't know what i was doing and i felt like everybody thought that i couldn't do my job properly and it was really awful because I'm so used to being like in control yeah. and everything yeah. being fine being the boss. and being the boss and kind of getting everything sorted that I kind of walked back into the office and I was like 
oh my god like yeah. does everyone think that I'm just useless am I just like because you've also got all these hormones going around in you that are just like I care so much so <laughs> I was literally like it was so hard not to be like mother earth to like everybody and all the talent that we look after and everything because obviously we're sometimes we're like a counseling service to the talent yeah. so I was like are you okay you know so I, I really struggled getting my edge back it took like she's nine months now and I feel normal again um but it definitely took like at least seven eight months for me to kind of feel like I was sharpening my I mean I came back to work at like when she was four months I think yeah, yeah. so it's taken until now to feel like yeah. I'm a normal person again I don't know how and I'd feel like if I'd also had like, also rocking the postpartum chic and oh my god not feeling yourself yeah, yeah. like funny hair sticking up everywhere like Botox run out that's been done again thank god like I felt like I, I felt hideous <laughs> I think it's it's re- I think the vulnerability is really tough because you know I was the same it's like I got this I'm in charge I know what I'm doing and I remember the week my little one Abby went to crash and I remember dropping her up and sitting in the car park of Waitrose crying mm. crying nice Waitrose sob- lo- yeah. nice Waitrose <laughs> sobbing sobbing and literally couldn't drive the car because I was so uncontrollable crying and then I had a like a pitch in the afternoon with a new client for my new business which I just started up and I was thinking I have no clue I just don't know what I'm doing I don't feel like a real person person. Mm. and I just remember thinking what have I done and I'm I don't know anything about HR and I remember even stupidly listening to some podcasts of and and yeah, I, yeah, like, no, I always they do don't that. know what they're doing oh, and, no. I <laughs> and like really you really question it's yourself. so funny to hear you saying that because yeah. you're always so like on it and in control exactly. and I always ask you loads of opinions about stuff so that's really yeah it's really weird well, <laughs> no one can tell either no but this you must just be my normal self yeah you just come in and you're but like hey this must be I, I that can't just be us two that feel like that that must no. be like a, a thing that everybody feels like especially if you've been off for a year imagine if you've been off for a year and then going back in I literally would be like hey so what's my job again so maybe we should talk about that like how to make a gentle impact on the business as Mm. you're going back in like what do you do if your maternity leave is going to stay in the business Mm. uh like and how to kind of how to how to walk through that like walking through the door the first time like do you instantly get caught up on all the gossip or do you hang back a little bit like what's your yeah advice I think it's again it's finding kind of what's good for you I think if there's been changes in things like meeting schedules or you know make sure that you're going to the right meeting at the right time Mm. um I think make sure you actually go to the right meeting at at the the right right time time. yeah don't look like a dick don't Don't, no 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 no, no. don't just not turn up no um and you know things like um if there's been any changes in structure I would you know if you work for a big enough business that they have things like org structures or anything like that just make sure you know who is who if there's anyone new I think it's a really nice thing to do is go and introduce yourself because in a way you're both kind of new people yes don't sit there and be awkward yeah Mm. and don't be like oh god she's back and like she hasn't spoken to anybody I think it's like come back and be like oh I've heard you're new I kind of feel like a new person too so maybe we have coffee or lunch or something because I think you know they'll want to know about you because you obviously have history with the business Mm -hmm. but you want to know about them because they've joined the business so you kind of get you're both giving each other a new perspective on things Mm -hmm. so I think that would be a tip of mine is go and meet the new people within the business yeah and um, don't get up get caught up in sort of um, all the gossip all no the gossip yeah because it's so there will have been things happening while you're away that are probably negative yeah so yeah. make sure that you don't get like oh she said so and so and he said yeah yeah. Like, yeah or you or or I think as well is that if you've 
if you have a team under you is and you haven't had a chance to catch up with them um, in between I mean most people will do because they want to see the baby and stuff like that but mm. I think what you don't want to do is start turn it have a kind of a moaning session of like oh this is all the crap that happened to while you're out and now I'm there I'm landing all of this on you because then you'll feel even more crap mm. coming back to be like you know oh my god I shouldn't have taken so much time anymore you know I think that can be quite a nev- negative experience so mm-hmm. I think that if you can kind of have a very open conversation where you make it positive mm. or maybe yeah keep keep it structured with one-to-ones exactly. with everybody yeah yeah mm. yeah the more structure that you've got yeah the more kind of rhythm and the, I suppose at least if, you, if you've got a full diary as well because you don't want to be sat there with like not a fart blowing no bored stiff wondering what you actually do no. for a job and also practical things like I mean you come back you may have thousands of emails be realistic you know what I mean about mm. what you can reply to and mm-hmm. don't apply to the email that Jimmy sent you seven months ago Jimmy, yeah. you know what I mean so it's like be realistic about okay. yeah they'll have got your bounce back yeah like, you know so don't worry about it too much I mean these things happen yeah completely yeah catch up on the last month's worth of exactly. emails and forget about the rest yeah yeah just bin it off yeah um okay cool um we should probably talk about a few of the stickier points because there are so many different ways of ending up in the situation of having a baby or sometimes not having a baby as well um so maybe let's talk very quickly about IVF because so many people are going through that at the moment or have been through it especially you've got really strong understanding yeah. because you've done it yourself yeah, I've been there I've got the t-shirt yeah I yeah. hadn't realized how many times you've actually gone yes. around that yeah around that so loop. we did um in total about 11 different types of treatments you must be an absolute expert on it so yeah yeah. And, and I did some in the UK and some in the Netherlands so right. um yeah it's been around the houses but I think IVF and more and more people, I think, are having it. Absolutely, because more it. people are having babies later on. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's a really tough one because, I mean, I can only give you my personal advice, um, is that from a personal perspective, I and this is probably, may help some people, I didn't find the actual experience very negative. I know some people say, oh my God, it was awful and I was so yeah. sick. I've only ever read stuff which is just like I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have that personally. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's different. I think the one thing for me is that going through it, I felt in control of things. So mm. that was a positive thing for me to yep. take away from it. I would say that I had my baby naturally in the end. She was a complete shocker. So, yep. you know, anyone, if that helps anybody going through it. Um, but... I think the one thing about IVF is that I did tell my manager at the time. Okay. And why did you tell him? So I, from a personal reasons, I didn't tell a lot of people, actually. I didn't tell friends. I didn't tell any family. We just wanted to do it in private. But I wanted to tell him because I didn't want him to think that I was like out interviewing and stuff. What? Oh, you, so you have to have quite a lot of time out of work then, do so, you? So, no, I was really lucky because where I was getting the treatment at the time... Um, I was very near the hospital Mm -hmm. and I could get there very quickly. But they may ring and say, like, you need a blood test at seven minutes past two. Right. So you've got to be really precise. They're really precise. So I didn't want to be like jumping in and out and then for him to think, where is she? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the good thing is I had a good relationship with him. We didn't have a matey-matey relationship. It was a very professional relationship. But I was like, I have to tell him because otherwise it's going to be really weird Mm. that like I was supposed to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in that meeting and then I get a call and like, oh, I have to go to the shop or. (laughs) So I just said to him, look, I'm going to be, I might be a bit weird for Mm. a few months and I might have to hop in and out of things, but like 
just let me be and kind of don't, yeah. you know, there's nothing, I'm not looking for another job. I'm not going to interviews because that's kind of what it looks like mm-hmm. because you're arriving late, you're leaving a bit early, you're, and I was like, I don't, I want you to trust me mm. and I want you to feel that I'm, you, I want you to know that I'm really happy here and I feel comfortable enough to be able to tell you. Okay. Um, and that was really amazing because he, I suppose, covered for me. I didn't tell any of my team. I didn't tell anybody. And then when I did have miscarriages, mm. he was completely understanding and was like, just, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody take time. knew. Take your time. Mm. And, you know, he knew at some point when I did have difficult times, he was like, what are you doing here? Like, go home. Go home, yeah. And I think it was really nice. He was very professional. He didn't, I know he didn't tell anybody. And I never felt you know, oh my God, he's, you know, I shouldn't have told him. And it was really nice because I kind of had that ally. Yeah, I suppose you underestimate your boss sometimes. Oh my God, um, completely. I mean, it's not always like that, but yeah. Um, Speaking from personal experience, I had a miscarriage. It wasn't very far along down the pregnancy, but it was a bit of a bells and whistles miscarriage um, where I ended up uh, hospitalized with an infection and all sorts of stuff going on. And it was, it was pretty tricky. And I think I'm, I'm interested to know from an HR perspective about how, if I was working for someone else, how I would have dealt with that because I yeah. came back to work too soon. Mm. And I think physically and mentally, I was yeah. completely boggled by it yeah. and it really affected me for ages. Um, so if I was working for a company, yeah. like what would your advice be on a situation like that? Because I was literally like nine and a half weeks. I wasn't even yeah. at the point where I would tell anyone, yeah. but it all just went a bit catastrophically wrong. I mean, again, I think it's different because how that will impact you I mean, it will impact everyone in different ways. And some people, you know, mm. they're only a couple of weeks pregnant and other people are months down the line. I mean, I can't oh even God, imagine. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's it, again, it's very personal. For me personally, I didn't tell anybody. Mm. And I just said to people, I wasn't feeling well. And I, and, and I know myself, I should have taken more time. I know yeah. I should have. I think it knocked me for six for like physically probably about three months. I don't know, you can probably answer this. Yeah. Yeah, it was about, it was about three about months. About. And then the, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, take advice, go to see somebody. I was very lucky. I have an amazing counsellor who I went to after, Mm -hmm. you know, when I had miscarriages and she was just absolutely brilliant. But I, and I know myself looking back, I... I, I, I know I shouldn't have done it, but I came back and was like, I'm absolutely fine mm. and nothing's happened. And people yeah, were like, oh, on with it, nature. Yeah. Do you think you do that as a distraction technique, though, to be busy doing other things, to take your definitely, mind off things? Yeah. And, and, and work definitely helped me. I, would, I don't want to say that it didn't. It, it absolutely helped me. Back in day and definitely. And I was around friends and, you know, but I me I didn't want people saying, oh, God. Yeah, because you feel like happened? I felt like the Grim Reaper because it yeah. was because so, I was like like because I, I was in hospital and things like that like I ended up with some people knowing that I probably wouldn't have told yeah, necessarily yeah. because it's just a bit of a weird situation I think you had to tell a couple of clients and I was like this is ridiculous like but then I ended up feeling like the grim reaper like yeah. in a sign because well, Rachel like, just disappeared and yeah because then I'm, we had to manage it business-wide yeah, yeah. and then also we had studio buddies at the time which we wouldn't have necessarily told something like that to no, you, but so, you know, so they were just like, to, "Where's Rachel?" Like, yeah, she's yeah, she's yeah, not good. So it was it was a really weird situation. I felt like I I felt like it was kind of sometimes I should tell people so that they didn't think that I just like literally disappeared. Yeah. But then also, it's such a horrible thing to have to tell people that you almost feel guilty about telling them because you make them feel <gasps> That's bad. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's, oh. it's the guilt, and then yeah. but I know so I know uh, one time I had a situation where someone just um, kept ringing me. Oh God. And 
then I was like, I can't answer my phone. Like, oh I just stopped bringing me. And I almost felt like picking up the oh phone. God, miscarriage. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> screaming at them to say, like, you know, yeah. stop. Like, but I was like, I'm just not feeling very well at the moment. They were like, oh, but when are you back? When are you back? And can you not look at the email? And like, <sighs> and I was just like, oh my God. So I think just, you know, sometimes it's the same thing if you have a work event and you're not drinking because you're pregnant or mm. you're trying IVF or something. Mm-hmm. I know I had a situation and I went to a work thing and my boss who was oh, at, not drinking and, and the guy was like, have <laughs> a glass of wine, have a glass of wine. And I was like, no, 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 I, honestly, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he was like, and then he literally down the whole table of about 25 people mm. went, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she drinking? Everyone, Elma, have a drink. <gasps> um, and I was like, Oh my God. And actually that's where this ally person comes in. Cause the person I told that I was pregnant was there ah. and he stepped in and he was okay. like, ah guys, come on, leave her alone. Mm. She's blah, blah, whatever. And he just, cause I just freaked. I just panicked. And yeah. I was like, and I knew I could feel my face getting redder and redder. And he stepped in and yeah. like helped me. <gasps> so I think that's an example where your ally, yeah. your I did body. that for Rachel. I was yeah. a really generous drinks buyer. Oh my I used to get God. a fake gin and tonics. Fake gin and tonics. <laughs> but also I think you downed like a really cheap glass of wine for yeah, me as well. That yeah. really oh, disgusting. That's a true friend. Yeah. yeah. A true friend. I was yeah. at that pub down the road. It was absolutely, absolutely rank. I remember that. Lol. Anyway. Okay. So on to um, the, uh, what's going on in maybe the US at the moment, because mm. the US policy for maternity is basically like drop and run back into yeah, work, it isn't is, it? Yeah, it is really, yeah. I mean, I I think I pulled the top five countries for the best um, maternity policy. Now, the UK is number four on that list. I, so- I don't necessarily agree with that because... It's to do with time off. Okay. And obviously the UK, you do get a lot of time off, but you don't get paid for it. No. And one thing I would say, if you are an employer, if you can't afford to pay people maternity pay, I would do things like consider if you could get, if you could afford even to give somebody like a gift voucher or something. Mm. I know uh, me and Amazon were best buddies those first few weeks. Mm. Oh my I God. Literally, crap I ordered. my postman, I knew him on first name terms and... Um, so I think even if you could afford to give like even, you know, a couple of hundred pound voucher for Amazon or something, mm. make it helpful. you would just, it would make such a difference. Yeah, so even if you can't afford advice. maternity pay, um, you know, things like that will help. And then if you look at other countries, so. Oh, I think I'm going to move to Sweden. Yeah. Probably Sweden is, good. you get 480 days and then 80% is paid for 390 and days. Jay, were you saying that it's split between, is it split between? It's split between male and female. So, so a man the can, old latte papa, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So what, you can both have a year off then? You can both have, so you can split it between you. So yeah. you can have six months um, oh, yeah. either, like any, either time. Sounds quite nice. So you can split it. Now there is a um, shared maternity, paternity leave thing in the UK. Yeah. Now to be honest. We took advantage of that actually, my husband and I, because he works for a big tech company and yeah. they were pretty good. But I, uh, yeah, four months with your other half it's quite intense when you yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. when you've not done that before. But uh, no, it was amazing. But yeah, Day in. I, I think if your if your Day partner's out. company has good leave, if they have paid leave, it's good to look at. Can you split it? Definitely. Um, if your boat not being paid, it, it may not work out that well. But you know, if there is leave, but yeah, the Scandinavian countries are obviously you know up there with the best. And also Serbia, Serbia. and Croatia. Yeah. 
Very good. Yeah, very good leave as well. Um, but then if you look at things like the Netherlands, it's not on the list. However, you get four months fully paid. You get a month before the baby's due and three months yeah. afterwards. I remember dealing with a client who just could not understand why I was still in the office. Yeah. Dealing with the placement. And she was just like, hey, why don't you... Yeah. Uh, do a crazy accent yeah and talk like me but why don't you go on maternity leave and she couldn't understand it but um so, so, so they, even though the netherlands they don't have a lot of leave what they do have is very well paid and you also have good to child cons- care they have yeah. very good child care are these all correlating with the prices of child care or no, not at all no no, no. Mm. so that list while it's there i don't think it's a real reflection you have to take in things like child care and stuff we'll put the list on our yes. show notes along with a link to a uh, full kind of article about this that we're going to put on our website because there's so much stuff and it does change all the time. It changes all the time, I think, yeah. what were you saying, gov.uk on here is a, is a good place. Gov.uk is a really good one. I think it's really good. There's a lot of calculators in there. So whether you're an employer or an employee, you can work out what your maternity um, pay and leave is. And I think from a kind of, uh, let's say, a conscious support um if you look at Tommy's website, that's an amazing charity mm-hmm. around pregnancy loss. Um, they're really good. They have great section on there for employers as well around like if you have an employee who's gone through pregnancy loss, okay, how helpful. do you help them? Yeah. So there's some amazing stuff out there. Um, but I'd say they were, they're, they're two the of the two ones I refer ones. people to. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so, okay. As a quick roundup then, Joe, Hooray, you're pregnant. What should you do about it? Tell people as soon as you can and have an ally to buddy up with. Good idea. Um, okay, you need to plan on how long you're going to take off. Be realistic. Your business will expect you officially to take off a full year. Don't feel like you have to be like, no, 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 I'll be back as soon as I can be because realistically you probably won't be. So try and get an idea in your head about how long you want to take off. I would say personally, minimum of six months. Okay, and organizing your maternity cover, be part of the process and be proactive about this. Also, writing down what you do as a job spec will help everybody else be organized around you. Uh, Managing expectations along the way. So if you are working in a crazy job where you are working all hours or it's fashion week and things are crazy or you're going on pitches or you're expected to travel heavily, um, it's unlikely that you're going to really feel able to do that, but you'll probably want to. Um, So just make sure that you're having check-ins with your team and with your boss and you are ensuring that you're doing a little bit of self-care. No one needs you to be off sooner than expected because you've knackered yourself out. Keeping in touch days can be a nice way to know what's going on within the business, um, but make sure you book these and formalize them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Coming back, don't feel like an absolutely terrified rabbit in the headlights, especially if you're normally quite forthright and boisterous like I am. Um, Make sure that you are as organized again as you can be and that you feel that you are in a good place to be back in the business. Make sure that you're not coming back too soon because you feel guilty and that you are ready to hit the ground running. Leaving other countries, um, all information is going to be in the show notes regarding that. Uh, Great. So thank you so much, Elma. Thank for, you for being our very, very special guest today. I bet all the smoke and mirrors about podcasts. You're such a big podcast fan, aren't you? I know. Like now, it's all <laughs> disappeared. Here you are, sat here, crouched on a chair with a microphone that weighs a ton. And um, so, if you are interested in HR services, then you can find out more about Elma and what she does on parallel-london.co.uk as well as her Twitter and Instagram. Obviously, we'll link all of that. Just in case you can't spell parallel, because I can't, it's P A R A. 
L-L-E-L-London, guessing you can spell that, .co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. Please do send through any questions or suggestions or anything to podcast at talentatelier.com where our producer slash team assistant slash researcher Sarah will be eagerly awaiting things. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.